Right, take three. Um, this is a new podcast from myself and Rogan. I'm Joe. Uh, we're filmmakers and we're making a podcast that's a pretty free- freeform uh, platform for us to just sort of sit and talk about anything we want, really. Um, I think Rogan can expand on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, me and Joe, we we make films together. We talk about film together a lot um, and we're creating a production company. So it's just nice to have a platform where we can discuss um, other things, be, be them creative or we're into um, conversations on like uh, philosophy and spirituality. Uh, so it's just a good place for us to just be open and talk one day we might talk about a particular thing that we've seen um like today where we'll talk about bandersnatch uh, another week it might be something we've read um it might be an interesting concept yeah it, i'm sure we'll talk about themes like what is reality and what does life mean and all that kind of stuff but not that we have the answers to any of that sort of stuff but oh, no, <laughs> far no, from we, it but the, the beauty of those conversations is we don't have the answers yeah. for it it's, it's completely completely speculative um but in today we're talking about black mirror and uh, bandersnatch which came out on netflix yeah um and the philosophy behind it like um do you have freedom of choice yeah. and and also like do your choices create split parallel universes um which is something that is explored in the film yeah is there a reality where you didn't choose what put you on the path of where you are today yeah does that exist um i mean yeah, so we're using we are using Bandersnatch as sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a medium to then discuss this concept of free will and tie it into Bandersnatch and why it is such like a meta, you know, film. Which I think is the writer's intention. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. So um, I'll introduce Bandersnatch this time because um, didn't work the last few times for us. But yeah, Bandersnatch. It's a film from uh, director David Slade and writer Charlie Brooker, who is Black Mirror basically. Um, it's a choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing, which um, you get in a lot of games these days, you know, like role-playing games, that sort of thing. Starring Fionn Whitehead as Stefan and Will Poulter as Colin Rittman, who is the game's designer. Um, and yeah, so it's about a guy making this game that is also um, a choose-your-own-adventure game, which is based on the book Bandersnatch that he's reading. And it kind of like allows us to go and look through these different um, journeys that we can go on by making different choices in the film. Yeah, um, and like it, it's got loads of different layers to it. So like at the very beginning, the first choices that you make, they just seem to affect like, like you can choose the cereal that he eats, for example. Yeah. And then later on in the film, you see adverts and stuff that relate to that box of cereal. Like yeah. uh, if you choose Frosties. About a- that, there were I was reading an article. Um, about like how uh, no sorry we're an interview with Charlie Brooker and he was saying that we they sorry put the put this choice of what cereal do you want right at the beginning of the thing so that when you were watching you're like shit you know I've now got to make this choice like why does it matter what cereal I choose and ultimately it doesn't really but like that will put in there for that effect of oh, I'm making decisions already yeah you know and the same with cool. with the music and then that affects the music choice that you listen to yeah. Uh, which I was going to admit that was one thing I was a little disappointed by. I thought, at first I chose the Thompson Twins. And then on the second time I chose Now 2. And then when we get to the record store, I had the same choices of music in the vinyls. And I was yeah. hoping that that would affect that scene. Yeah. It didn't, but... 
but it's still cool. It's like uh, the little choices they do, they do they don't affect the narrative, but they do affect sort of you know what music plays or what advert comes on the yeah. screen, that kind of stuff, and then you get into more uh, deeper choices. Um, you get to really mess with the kid's head. Like, yeah. Really mess with it. I mean, and and that's where it's uh, it's meta in terms of the the kid will react. He'll he'll understand that he's not in control of his choices. Yeah. And then, depending on which direction you take it from there, uh, changes the philosophy of the show. Yeah. There's, um, there is one interesting part in which, um, if you have uh, played it yourself, you'll know that um, you constantly get this option to destroy your computer or throw a T over it. And there is one point at which where you press throw a T over computer, but it doesn't do it. Mm. Yeah. So, like, what is that saying about this game? Or what is it even saying about, like, his own life? Yeah, I had that with this one where you can pull the earlobe or you can bite fingernails. Yeah, and I, the first time I did it, he bit his... No, last, the first time I did it, he pulled his earlobe. And then when I did it again, he didn't. He, like, yeah. stopped himself and he slammed his hand on the table. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And it really makes you think from a filmmaking perspective, how much did they shoot for this film? Yeah. Like, my God. I mean, the runtime says, like, five hours. And, and I, th I think you're done in about an hour 15, maybe yeah. an hour 20. Um, and that's after doing it, you know, because you go back and you make choices. And when you do go back and make different choices, that it, it creates the, it evolves the show. Yeah. So it, it becomes less about are you in control of your own choices and more about these like split timelines and, yeah. and different lives and realities. And, and, you know, can you go back, as Colin Rittman says, um, played by Will Poulter, uh, that flashbacks are when you can go back and re-choose. your opportunity to change your life. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, but... Well, this is the thing, because there's two types of ending, really. There's the ending in which it is the end, the credits roll, the, you know, films of you go back to your Netflix homepage or whatever. And then there's the ending at which you just sort of come to a point where it's like you've got two choices again, just back in time. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like the flashback sort of situation that you're talking about. Yeah. But in that sense, at the same time, I felt kind of forced to go down certain paths. But again, is that a meta thing of like, well, that's life, you know? Maybe yeah. one path's just not your path. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And like, it questions, do your choices even matter? Like, you know... Air quotes choices. <laughs> yeah. And, and what is, you know, the sort of what is fate? And like, if... Yeah. It, if you if we all have a destiny and we have to live a destiny you know it's it's written in the stars as they'll say then whatever you choose does it matter you know yeah. it, has your life already been lived in a way in yeah a weird well sense? i mean bandersnatch is scary and one of the things that scared me the most is um it's pretty maybe it's a weird thing to say but there's a point in which um stefan who is the main character who's creating this game gets given a documentary by um Colin Rittman, which is about the guy who wrote the book that Stefan is basing his game on, who went mental trying to you know write this book and uh, ended up killing his wife. And um, the documentary that he's watching is this like really cheesy woman presenting it, talking about like, do we have free will or not? And she says, if not, then why not go out and kill somebody? Because you've got no control anyway. So why does it matter what you do? Yeah. And that made me think like, well, I'm not going to go out and kill somebody, <laughs> but. What if, you know, something happens or you make a choice? Because 
how many times in your life do you think back I'll go I wish I didn't do that oh, yeah. I have no idea why I made that decision most nights out <laughs> well yeah exactly but like you know that can be put down to uh, alcohol I think yeah <laughs> but yeah and it, but yeah, you know what I mean like why did I ever think that were a good idea or did I even think that were a good idea like why did I do it yeah 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 um, and I feel like that's a that's a really poignant part of the film for me anyway yeah, and it, the way that they shoot that documentary, because she's talking through the screen to yeah. him, like, and it's very eerie, and then that's where the that that's where the show really develops. I guess you could call that the end of the first act. Yeah. Um, in many respects, uh, and that's when his dad walks in, and you have the option to shout at dad, or I can't remember the other option. I think I've always picked shout at dad. Yeah, it's shout at dad or throw tea over computer, I think. That's another one. Okay. And then ultimately you have to shout at dad. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah. Because it doesn't throw the tea over it. Because if you, if you do throw the tea, you get this sort of like snubbed ending of when you've got to go back and make either shout at dad or another one. I can't remember what it is now. Yeah. And then ultimately that ends in the you telling, you're getting the option to kill your dad. Yeah. Well, no, no, wait, that doesn't happen with a Netflix one. You have to pick packs for that one. When yeah. he screams out, who's making these choices for me? Um, and then you have the choice to tell him uh, Netflix, which I think is is another really uh, interesting twist in the story. When you pick Netflix, it starts to... It, I think it subtly asks the question of, is reality a simulation? And yeah. Especially when that leads you to the doctor's office and you can jump out the window and you're in uh, backstage at Netflix. Yeah. Um, talking to the um, director's assistant. Um, so yeah, like the 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 show questions whether you have right of your own choices. It questions is reality a simulation, um, in a kind of Truman Show sense. Yeah. Um, especially when you go deeper into it and uh, the. It makes it out as though the dad is controlling him um, and has been since he was a child. Um, and then you can go, you can take the Colin Rittman side yeah. and, and that's There's about different split realities. Well, this is the thing. There is a lot of scope of debate as to, like, if we don't have free will, then why is it? Is it because there is a puppet master or a god? Which is kind of what Black Mirror points to in this because... It's as though he, because we are interacting with him like a one-on-one -on -one sort of situation, it feels like, you know, what a lot of people would call God. Um, but then there's also the debate of, is it just everything just reactionary? Is it not this just like a knock-on effect of everything that's ever happened in his life and before? You know, are you the way you are? Are you making the decisions that you're making now because of, well, literally everything that happened at the beginning of the universe? And is that why I'm doing what I'm doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um yeah, I think Black Mirror like really points to the one of someone's pulling the strings in a sense because with the Netflix thing, um oh sorry, no, with the um pour, pouring your tea over your computer and he defies us. How what is that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you defy fate? <laughs> yeah. Is, is it is it then is that not just still fate? And uh, the the impulse to do something like because he he still has the impulse he has to suppress it yeah. so then like that makes you think well when you do get impulses to to randomly do something yeah. like you you're walking down a high street going somewhere and you just have the impulse to walk into somewhere else yeah like what's that 
what what yeah. is it like that's not a conscious decision to go and walk in there yeah like what lit- literally what is an impulse yeah. where, where where does an impulse come from um and then you you can go into like uh you know advertising and, and brainwashing yeah. and things like that um, like there's like so obviously there's like a scientific argument behind it um which we know nothing about but we'll try and explore anyway but like yeah, like when you're like you're saying when you're walking down the street and you suddenly get like these overwhelming urges to maybe go into a shop and buy something that you would never even intended to buy that day, nor did you even need. Like, is that just like you said, good marketing, good strategies and stuff, or like is there a defined reason as to like your journey involves that shop somehow? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And like you can look at it from a really spiritual point of view or from a very scientific or mathematical point of view as well. Yeah, because like in a spiritual sense, you should really pay attention to your impulses. You know? Yeah, I mean, you should never let anything in your mind consume what you're doing or, or take control. But like your impulses tend to really mean something. Yeah. Um, but like so by representing our choices that we make outside of the game as impulses in the game that you can also choose to ignore, that deepens it still. Yeah. You know, and makes it relatable. Yeah, because, like, um, one thing that I was thinking about is um, when you, if you, like, think about your life, and this is going back to this sort of, like, reactionary sort of state of why we don't have free will. Like, let's trace it back. So, like, I'm studying film in uni. So, like, why am I doing that? Why did I make the supposed conscious decision? Well, it's because I studied it in college and I liked it. And then why did I do that? Well, it's because I studied it in school, but why did I choose to study it in school? Because I happened to see one of my friends doing some work for it. When I wasn't even doing media or film in the first place, I was doing like triple science. I would never intended to get into media. Saw my friend working on something by chance. I was like, oh, that looks good. Then I just took a natural, you know, energy towards it. And now, that, because of that moment, that's where I am now. Okay. No, it was never really conscious. Yeah. So is anything ever really a conscious decision? Like you can think about things and debate things, but you'll think of a reason, and that reason tends to sprout from something that's not conscious. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit difficult for me to explain, but... Yeah. And consciousness is something that's approached in this show as well, because like he becomes conscious that he's not making his own choices, so he becomes aware of himself. Yeah, self-awareness, yeah. But does self, do you think self-awareness impacts free will in any way? Because like... It impacts what you do. You know, when, yeah. when you become aware of yourself to where you're not aware of yourself, you will react, but you will act differently. Yeah, of course. I, I saw, um, and as people will start to hear more and more if they are listening to this podcast, that um, I was watching Joe Rogan podcast. Um, um, Do you not mean Joe and Rogan? Well, well that'd be nice. That, that's why we can't call this the Joe and Rogan podcast. Because I know. It's just too confusing. Although we will get, like, we will get some extra views yeah, and listeners off the back of that. But is that fair? Yeah, for me it is. Um, Joe Rogan's <laughs> doing fine. Yeah, uh, his podcast with Russell Brand, his second one, because I believe he's done two. Um, Russell Brand goes into this thing where when you're, you know, going through your day to day. And something happens that you weren't expecting, whether it be an impulse or someone poses a decision or a choice you're aware that like you weren't expecting. That is what he said, God or, you know, the universe or whatever you want to call it. That's someone stopping you and like giving you the chance to reflect at this decision or this impulse that's happened. And that's your opportunity to make the right choice. Uh, quotes on choice again. I'm just going to keep doing that. Okay. Um, so like, but it's still 
all right, it's going to affect what you choose, but does it, is that someone trying to guide your path? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then on the other sense, like, do you can, do you make both choices? Are, you know, is are there split realities? Yeah. And and you know the the infinite are there infinite possibilities and potentials and well, supposedly there's an infinite you know number of whatever universes you know where there is all these different possibilities where maybe you said yes to doing that thing last year or mm. this happened and that happened and um but the thing that's explored in black mirror at one point when um you go through this lsd trip with um colin. will polter's character colin ripman yeah um where he says it's like you when you make a decision like rea- like tangent realities occur or something like it's something like that in it like yeah. parallel timelines and stuff and um you know I think he phrased it as there are other lives. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm actually going with that, but yeah, that is another thing of like, every time you make these decisions and stuff, then you sprout off other branches of life, as you say. Yeah, and like, so that that go- goes on to the suicide scene. Yeah, you uh, mean the off the balcony scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and this like, there's an interesting like thing, like, I, do not think I'm endorsing this in any way, but like, when no. you know, when when you die, you commit suicide or something like that. And if there are other possibilities of a timeline, yeah. it's like, does it does it matter? You know, like yeah. So see, that's the scary thing. That's what I was saying about the documentary sequence in uh, Bandersnatch, where she's like, you know, if you kill someone, does it matter? If you kill yourself, is that it? I'm not gonna yeah. try it. No. Don't <laughs> endorse anybody to try it. You know, but the question still remains. You know. It's still like a life after death sort of situation. So let's say you got killed instead of, you know, you just died. Yeah. And you'd have to Is assume there... you would have. At some point in your life, one of these realities, assuming they, they exist, yeah. you won't exist in. Like, you have yeah. to assume that, that there will be one where you you cross that road and the bus hit you. Yeah. You know. See, the thing that, the thing that like, troubles me with the argument as well, though, that makes it so difficult to talk about with, like, free will and stuff, like, life how life differs from Bandersnatch is that life isn't just a series of, you know, A or B, you know, you choose this or you choose that, Mm. like, and free will can be anything, free will can be the, you know, scratching your head because you've got an itch or whatever, or, you know, doing, like, as we're doing this podcast, you know, the little things that you're doing, that's sort of like, you know, you're not making these conscious decisions, you know, it's not just, oh, I'll have Frosties or I'll have, um, sugar puffs or whatever you know like life isn't as simple as you know you've got this choice or that choice and then whichever choice you make there's going to be another reality that splits off you know there's lots of things that happen you're constantly making decisions some that you are aware of some that you're not aware of whether you want to like consider it conscious or not do you know what i mean so i feel like it makes it more difficult to talk about when you look at it like that yeah and i think that goes that that's kind of addressed in the film as well where if you get to the end and he's still alive and he's reflecting back on on the game to his psychiatrist and he says uh, that he he made too many choices that like yeah to make the game as good as it can be he had to go back and strip down all the choices so really the um the the creator makes the choices yeah you're just given illusion of choice which then you know brings up the question again yeah. does your choices even matter well that's what i was saying about like how i felt when i was playing it that i was forced to take certain routes like 
yeah. it got to this dead end of what we call like a flashback and you can go back and it either forces you to pick the other option what you defied or it takes you to like another part of the story yeah like it really wants you to kill the dad yeah like, and it that's the thing it's like um unless you pick netflix yeah unless you pick netflix of um can you does it matter what you pick like is it not just going to happen one way or another um for stefan and for us playing it and maybe life in general yeah and like it doesn't want you to bury the body that that finishes it early because the dog finds it yeah i'm gonna ask um it's not like a yes or no answer i suppose but i'm gonna say do you actually think in general that we do have like freedom of choice or free will at least because there is a slight difference because there's there's freedom for us to like have the capacity and ability to do whatever we want like i have the capacity to smash my laptop screen right now but i'm not going to do it but like there's you know there's freedom of choice and then there's free will like do you believe that every decision we're making or, or you know the things that we at least think are conscious are actually a conscious decision oh that's such a hard question man and i i, I want to say you don't have to say yes or no but you know well one of the reasons i want to say yeah is because i i got to believe that like everybody's here for some kind of purpose whether it's to become you know self-conscious and 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 spiritual or or whether it's to create or or if it's to inspire or or if it's you know to to write literature or, or you know yeah. speak poetry speak to people uh but you can't deny the fact that a lot of people live their lives and never fulfill you know the purpose the the the, the love, the dreams, the passion, yeah. whatever you want to call it, whatever name you want to put to it. And the the only way I can get my head around that is that you have the choice to settle. You yeah. have the choice to stay in your comfort zone. You have the choice to stay in your nine to five job and, and not to, you know, quit and, and follow your dreams yeah. of, of traveling and, and travel blogging and, and that kind of thing. See, this is the thing you've pretty much said what I, because I'm like, I'm constantly like, trying to find like a yes or no answer, which obviously you can't do. But like when I've looked online and stuff, and um, you know, reading articles and whatever, a lot of the time it's science and sort of stuff dictates that the answer is kind of no. You don't really have free will to a point because of like you know everything being reactionary sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but no one should ever believe that they don't have free will because. It, do you know what I mean? Like once you like, and it's so like difficult to talk about it because you. You know, you can't make a conscious decision to believe something or not. You either do or you don't. But, like, we shouldn't live as a society, at least, where we're under the impression where we don't have free will. No. Because then that just puts certain people in charge and stuff. And, you know, like, things start to structure in a, an even worse way than they already are. Yeah, we'd, like, live in a world where <coughs> everybody's sort of on antidepressants and, and, and sleeping tablets and that. Oh, shit, no, wait, is that not this world? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, I, I, I have to believe that we have choice, um, but we are, you know, we're consciousness becoming aware of itself. Like, the, does the bird care if it's got choice? That's that's yeah. an interesting question. Well, this is you the know. thing. Like, is and it's kind of like really in, might clarify what I was saying earlier about like life isn't just like A or B, like with a bird, like because it doesn't understand this idea of choosing. Well, I assume it doesn't understand this idea of choosing one thing or another when it's like given something, like given a choice. Like I said, does the bird care? Yeah. Well, it probably doesn't even understand in like 
that sort of scenario. Because it's like um, a, a predatory animal uh, doesn't hunt for fun, you know, so it's hunting therefore isn't a choice, it's a necessity. Yeah. You know, so he don't wake up this morning, stretch out and go, you know what I fancy doing today? Yeah. I fancy hunting some gazelle. You know, yeah, like exactly. He, it hunts gazelle because that's um, instinctive need to, yeah. to eat. Um, it's not a choice. And therefore, like, where does where is is choice um, connected to um, the the fact that we we have the the ego mind the the, the ability to think that um, we are like control over ourselves sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. thing um, I did write down as well, which it's a difficult one, but it's does if you live, start to live your life by flipping a coin. This is obviously like simplifying things a lot, but if like when you were faced with like a simple A or B decision and you lived your life by flipping a coin, would that remove free will or offer more free will? Because if you're willing to accept whatever that coin says, then like, let's say like you're in a situation where normally you would have chosen path A, but you flipped a coin and now suddenly you're choosing path B that goes against everything that's ever been reactionary. But then at the same time, you've made that decision to start living your life by the coin flip. Yeah. So where... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like can you eliminate this idea that you've not got free will? Chance versus choice. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Um, and because right now, let's say, right, Rogan, whatever, whatever happens here, I'm going to flip this coin. If it's heads, you're going to give up this entire film malarkey and go work in Asda for the rest of your life. But if it's tails, then you're gonna, you know, carry on or whatever. You know, no way in your life you're ever gonna give up doing this. No. But if not, you agree to this coin flip, then I'm not gonna let you flip the coin. To be honest, that, that that's too yeah. severe. The, um, yeah, but I mean, for example, I'm it, try, I'm taking the extreme sort of like scenario, like. But then if we did that, and you were like, all right, and then suddenly you are doing Asda, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'd have no problem with you doing it choices like. Um, if we flip the coin, we've got a restaurant A or B. Yeah. You know, or we we um, we we go out in the afternoon, or we go out in the evening for for drinks, yeah. sort of thing. But uh, on like on them kind of choices, I couldn't flip a coin on them. No. You know, um, that's that. Those choices come from inside, and and that's another interesting. Uh, point of discussion like the levels of choices we have in life yeah and like did i choose to study phil that's what, that's what i'm saying phil? not really because like say you go far back enough it's just because i saw someone working doing some media work and i thought that looks pretty cool so i actually changed my gcse's yeah completely so i could do it you know it's not that could have never happened i could be doing something completely different um but like the choice to have a Starbucks coffee or a Costa coffee, it, that, that's a point. That that's a no choice, really. Yeah. That's that that's a do you want Kellogg's or do you want was it sugar puffs? Um, yeah, Frosties or sugar puffs? Yeah. Yeah, that that's that kind of choice. Uh, which. But the thing is, like, is it because now you start to think about like butterfly effect and stuff, like. Yeah. You know, like you had, like for example, you had your off milk the other day. Like yeah. if you'd have made the choice to, I'm still uh, traumatized to use by your that. almond milk that you've got instead, then you would have been fine. Well, almond milk's only good for about three days, four days. That goes oh, off I, as well. I'll make it last. It don't <laughs> go chunky and pukey though. I don't know. It just it does <laughs> smell a bit. 
but yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah but that's that, that a forced choice episode, for me. By the way. Yeah, that that is a forced choice for me though. Like I I kind of want want to give up milk, but uh, I'm attached to it in certain ways. And then I had some cereal and and a coffee with gone off milk um, and didn't know until I'd eaten it all <laughs> and I puked it up. <laughs> Like, and the way, like, I can't even think of milk without wanting to gag. Like, it's, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to physically drink milk again. No. And literally, like, at that point where I'm like, I don't know if I can drink this this stuff again. Which which is a good thing for me because it's forcing my hand at giving it yeah. up and I really want to move on from milk. Um, so maybe, like, this, the way to feel maybe better if you're feeling a bit, sad that you've probably not got free will which is kind of what we're getting i think but like it's if you just go with it go with these decisions and sort of like embrace what's happening a bit more and like become a bit more at peace with it then you can like start to find the benefit and stuff like you said like yeah you had this dirty milk and it made you feel sick and you know you weren't very well for a couple of hours or whatever but you achieved something that you've been trying to achieve for like a, a not a long time but you know You've been talking about it for a while, and it's only a little thing, but because you can like see the good in it, you know, you're not mad at all. God, I've not got any free will now. I have to drink dirty milk. You know, it's there's good in it, and I know that's like another topic of like finding good in like life and situations and stuff. But do you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it it got me thinking about like if if it came out that you do not have free will over your choices that's it this is like a scientific fact yeah it's the, the, what, what we're living in is a simulation kind of like sims yeah um would it matter because you would have still lived your life yeah you'd have still done the things that you wanted to do um just the choices were already made for you yeah but like really would it matter yeah like if you're happy you know do, like i said does it matter because I mean, a lot of people obviously aren't happy, but if you are, then does it matter? Because everything's done and everything what's going to happen is going to happen. And you're still, whether you've got the free will, whether you make those decisions consciously or not, you still do have the freedom of choice. This is what brings me back to that, that we must have freedom of choice because people are unhappy. You can't avoid that. You know, you can see it. People are unhappy. Not everybody. But you know, yeah. yeah. Um, like, you can't. If if you don't have choices, you can't. Sure, I can't believe that people have been put on the world to be unhappy. You yeah. know, like that must be their own choice. Oh, I don't want to say that. That sounds like really harsh. Like, no, I I don't mean that. But like, um, you know, you cannot have. If if there is no such thing as free will. And you don't live an and you and you don't live a blessed life. That's that's evil, man. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's not good. Um, you've got to be able to affect your own life, surely. But like, yeah, I feel like you're approaching that in sort of a spiritual sense. In that, like, you know, you've been like, as you phrase it, put on this world to like fulfill certain things, and if that is to be sad. Okay. Then, you know, but if you go back to like a sort of scientific standpoint, say, you know, you, you were born by, you know, natural occurrences, and then your life's carried out in such a way that it's just a reaction to your environment that's just been a constant strain of reaction. 
and like now you happen to be sad then like that's even more sad because then it's like well you can't really argue with like you know a sort of reactionary mathematical equi- not equation but like pattern as such you know like there's a knock on effect from everything from the day that you're born and before that you're born obviously as well because that constructs your entire environment mm. do you know what I mean so like maybe you, c- you can look at it in the way like you put on this planet for a reason or you can look at it from a very not the way I look at it personally but the way that you can look at it is just that you're born you live you die you know you're, you're on planet you're not put there for any reason in particular you're just born because that's you know that's the laws of nature <laughs> you know in the simple biological terms you're born and then you carry out this life which is just simply reacting to your environment I struggle with that thought I know you do <laughs> yeah it's like there's just there's just no there's just no point to it you know like, well that's what I'm saying I'm not saying we should believe that and nor do I necessarily like live my life by that rule but it's a point and it's something that you should consider as well but like you said there's no point living your life by that because then just what you what are you gonna do you know yeah especially I'd for someone like you who is very like you know self-aware and spiritual and wants to you know explore like the purpose of life and stuff being you know there's obviously more to it which i'm de- i agree with by the way i'm just challenging your standpoint <laughs> yeah no and, and and that's that's the, the point of having two people on a podcast yeah. right <laughs> yeah. um yeah and the and i'm sure there are people I hope there are people listening to this that have that point of view that are like I'm just a, a, a carbon body yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm no kind of vessel I don't have a soul no. breathe oxygen yeah exhale um, carbon. It, it's black and it's white it's, it's, it's you're alive and you're dead um, but that might be a happiness for some people you know just to know that they're just another statistic sort of thing you know and just getting on with it born you live you die yeah, I think it it is can be comforting. I think it can be a very comfortable yeah. place to be in. Um, I mean, from experience, wanting to chase your dreams is about the most terrifying thing you can yeah. you can attempt to do. Um, it, it's a much more comfortable life to just. I don't want to say to just settle, but yeah. you know to to have a job that pays the rent, that gives you a place to sleep. Um, but this does sort of go back to what we were, I was saying about um, things being like reactionary and you know people are living their life just reacting to their environment of like um, lost my train of thought what were you just so, saying <laughs> <laughs> um, so about reactionary like um, I don't know every action has an equal and opposite reaction no, were you um, going down that path or I'm just trying to remember what you were saying because my brain's just like completely flopped. Yeah, you know this is this is episode one, guys. Yeah, <laughs> um, this will get a bit better. So, um, okay, going back to Bandersnatch for a minute. Hopefully, we'll pick yeah, up on where we, we left off on before. Before Joe's um, brain just stopped. Yeah. So, like um, another point where like they really break the fourth wall uh, when you do choose Netflix um, and, and I like that because it questions what is reality and, yeah. and it takes it on a completely different tangent and the psychiatrist like it's like well let's make yeah. it more entertaining then um, this is where you got excited for the wrong reason <laughs> yeah yeah like I, I didn't think she was going to pull out two buttons you know but th- that's what happened um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I really like that approach because it, it questions what is reality and, yeah. and especially in this world that we live in, providing you do live in the Western world like we do, where where you know, we, we live in the city centre of, of a smallish city in yeah. England. Um if you're aware of England, we live in Sheffield. Um and you know, even here it's very CCTV, it's it's very yeah. camera, it feels very like it feels kind of like a Truman show kind of world, um very like very simulated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really. I, what did you think to that that approach, the Netflix approach? The, yeah, the I mean, when I first did it, and all this video, like I loved the fight scene, but I really didn't like this choice where. So when you're in the um, psychiatrist's office, you can make a choice to um, fight your dad who bursts in. No, sorry, fight the psychiatrist or jump through the window. Yeah. And if you choose jump through the window. What did you choose at first? At first, I chose to fight because I already yeah, had the yeah, fight. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not the best fight scene, but you know, it, it's fine. It was uh, pretty awful, mate. Yeah. <laughs> she swung, missed, swung <laughs> missed. Then he rugby tackled her. Despite the dad's got some fighting sticks in a drawer. Yeah. As soon as she pulled out them buttons, mate, I was like, this kid's getting levered. Because <laughs> I know this kid just sits in front of his computer all day. Zero fighting skills. She's going to lever him. And, and then suddenly. what we got was what we got. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you get this choice to jump out of your window. Well, out of um, the psychiatrist window. But then, turns out we're on a set. Window doesn't open. Camera tracks out. And yeah, as Rogan said earlier, reveals the... Um, assistant director who's like what are you doing and Stefan's confused as to why you know there's all this film career and he still believes it's Stefan is not the actor and stuff and um I kind of I got it but I didn't really enjoy that ending um yeah 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 I, no uh, I'm not saying it was the better ending no 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 but I'm saying I, I didn't feel like were it worth putting in? I don't know if... I don't want to say yes, I know as to whether it was worth putting in, but, like, it wasn't an enjoyable ending, and I'm not sure if it even, like, said much to me. Okay. Um, I get, like... Cause I feel like it's poked it enough that, you know, you're just playing out a sort of role yeah. in the film without actually having to make it, like, that literal. Okay. But nothing against, you know, that scene necessarily. I had, I had two reactions to it. My very first reaction was that... Um, you know that he's method acting and yeah. and the kid's completely lost in his role um and obviously then he doesn't have his choices because it's written in a script so i was like oh that's yeah. quite deep and and then uh, upon my second viewing i start to question whether that represents his reality a simulation or not yeah yeah definitely um so yeah so um we talked about the the colin ripman scene and, yeah. and how that represents like different timelines and, and alternate realities and then uh, the Netflix is like, is reality a simulation? And then uh, if you go down the packs, the demon route, uh, yeah. th that's, uh, he's not in control. And, and that's ultimately where he takes yeah. out his dad. But the thing there is like, because there are these different routes that you can take, why are some more gruesome than others? Like you get this, he gets this message where he is being controlled, but it's by someone through Netflix, which is some mysterious streaming platform from the future. And he gets, you know, he gets a bit upset and he, like, tries to get consolidated by his dad and he goes to see his therapist. Then, obviously, we have this ridiculous fight scene. But and but then when he's being controlled by some unknown entity, that's when he, like, really loses his shit and then kills his dad and buries him in the back garden and stuff. Did you ever kill the um, the guy who works in the, in the game? No, I, everyone seems to have these endings where... Um, I, I, the only way I got to kill Dad 
was when it was forced to me. Um, okay. I could have made the choice, but um, the two times I played it, I didn't make the choice. I killed him first time, mate. <laughs> first option. This is my issue with like games, like role playing games and stuff. Like I try and be really nice, and it, it tends not to work very well. There is a siren outside as well. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I try and get all the really nice endings, but um, and I tried the hardest to get the five star ending, um, and that has to come through like some gruesome stuff as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So with the dad ending, yeah, I um, I never got the one where you chop him up into bits. Um, I didn't actually choose to kill him at first place when you whack him with the ashtray, um, and I didn't get the one where, um, Tucker. The head of Tukasoft obviously comes around and um, you stab him, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I didn't get any of those endings, did, but that's because did you I was trying. Where Colin comes around. No I, did, no, I didn't get that one either. Like, I got very few that ended in the house, but it seemed to be they were the, like, the most like, achieved ones. Colin's great because you get the choice to kill Colin again. And uh, <laughs> and he helps you do it because he's like, all right then, you yeah. know, because he's like, I know there's multiple timelines. That's the way it's gotta be. That's the way it's gotta be. First time I let him live, and then the second time. But what happened after you let him live? He just he he left, and then um, there's a there's there's a beat, and then you hear sirens, and then. The oh, because yeah, he still killed dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like he he left and immediately rang nine nine. So those endings don't really matter when Colin comes round, because if you kill him or not, you're gonna go to prison. Yeah. And I assume get the same like video game rating and everything as well. Yeah. Um, that's when I think it's at two stars. Um, yeah. Because he hasn't completed the game yet. But he's kind of delved into his fantasies just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um, when your time has ended. Yeah, I know. The the phone crashed. That's a little behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, we try not to yeah. let those episodes run much longer than an hour because yeah. you know, we want them to be pretty easy to listen to, you know, just on your way to work, whatever. Yeah, it's that's when you want to listen to it. Yeah. I'd listen to Where? it at work if your work's boring. <laughs> um, if you work in an office, you know, you don't want to hear San- about Sandra's, you know, evening. Sod Sandra. I'd get like Joan to, Rogan. I'd on. like to know. Get Joe Rogan. <laughs> get Joe Androgan. Joe Androgan. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that could be the podcast name. Just like a straight rip off, but it's not a lie. <laughs> we need to like manifest Joe and Rogan meet Joe Rogan. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. I'd be very happy with that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so you know we're, we're big fans of Black Mirror uh, I would love to sit down with Charlie Brooker and just ask him how the hell he approached such an ambitious project and you know did it did he go through it chronologically or did he do timeline after timeline after timeline yeah. or did he was it just uh, this this incredible you know <laughs> I can't even put it into yeah. words because you, you know that it'll like it, his room would have looked like the the Stefan's room well, this is in the, the game. Thing. I um with what the interview that I mentioned earlier that I were watching is like it talks about that they tried to do, you know, a simple flowchart on a whiteboard. They ran out of space obviously because yeah. it's ran out of space pretty quickly, yeah, I'd imagine. Ex- yeah, exactly. Um so they um he had to learn this software, I can't remember what it was called. Um it probably it don't matter. But basically it's just a flowchart software where you've got like an infinite page basically and um i saw a picture of it um if we had video i could obviously show people but um i'll just type it in there's there's a there's a vr uh, environment where you can just you can write in the air 
you know, you, you can draw 3D images and stuff like that. And I'd imagine that would be one of the only yeah. ways oh, yeah, I've seen that such a thing. Um, I'm not sure if I can find the actual picture. Um, no, basically, I wrote it on this like software where it's got like infinite space and it looks absolutely unbelievable. It's none of these, by the way. Um, yeah, I'd imagine people have like gone crazy trying to map it all out. Yeah, well, no, um, I was tempted to do they, such they a thing. Someone did that on Reddit. Uh, it's this one. Okay. It, it shows you how to get like each different ending. Um, it's not taking me to Reddit this, but um, yeah, there there is a, it's pretty easy to find. Just search Bandersnatch flowchart if you are interested in. Yeah. Finding like all the different endings and the original image is on um, I'm guessing Black Mirror's subreddit. Okay. That's not even it. It's uh, pretty interesting stuff. Um, I guess. <coughs> I mean, do you need to see every ending? Well, I've not even seen every ending, so I don't think you need to see it. No. I don't know if I have or I haven't yet at this point. Um, I'm There's a, there is a secret ending um, that apparently no one can get, but some one person got it. I'm, I'm not sure of the entire story behind it because I've not looked into it that much, but it's um, apparently you see Colin somewhere and it's not really like a big deal or anything like the actual thing, but they took it out. They either took it out or there was an error with it in like the timeline. Like, like in technical, it, there were a technical issue with it basically. And when we cut to the post-production office, in modern yeah. day and it's the daughter doing yeah. it is that is that the bit that glitches you know she's she's writing it down and she's mm. like and it's as though she's realised there's a there's, there's a sequence missing mm. there's a choice missing somewhere yeah um, and she keeps looking at the kill by packs bit on mm. the flowchart and then she goes in and the show glitches on the oh, computer I'm and sure. then you can throw tea over it I'm not sure actually um, maybe Maybe, but someone got it, but apparently it weren't in the release, so I'm not sure how they actually got it, and I don't think it were leaked. Maybe I should look it up. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's a secret ending, but it's not really a secret, it just shouldn't be in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, no, but uh, back to your question, no, I have not had every ending at all. Um, you've had a lot, though. You've done quite a few. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's mostly because, you know, I, I watched it with other people as well, so it, it's a, you know, nobody ever chose exactly the same answers I did. Like, yeah. for example, I always chose Frosties. Don't know why I never chose Gold Cup, uh, Sugar Puffs. Uh, but like the the first time um, I watched it with somebody else, they chose Sugar Puffs rather than Frosties. Yeah. Um, and uh, like. It didn't really do anything. I'm pretty sure it's just on maybe the when the documentary plays. Yeah, there's advert an advert. Before yeah, yeah, it that's what it is. Yeah, it's the advert. That's what that's it affects. That's all it's for. Yeah. But I mean, you you assume that anyway. It it could have really small, you know, small stones cast big ripples yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you have any more comments on our discussion of free will? Um. Oh. I, I, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a dangerous subject, I think. Um, it what, can lead what, what you, you into a, a dark place. like uh, If you become too obsessed, I think so. Yeah, I think it's a subject that, that can breed obsession. Yeah, um, like, 
just leading up to this podcast while you know I've been thinking about it and I'm sure you've been thinking about it as well like on like when I'm walking just doing anything in the day and like it springs to mind like this concept of free will and you become very self-aware all of a sudden and even now as I'm talking like you're thinking about why am I doing what I'm doing am I doing like is this all conscious or is this just so happened to be this way and like you say if if you're not in a particularly good place or you're not feeling very good becoming obsessed with stuff like that would naturally be very detrimental so and then is that obsession a choice? Do you have well, a choice to <laughs> obsess over the freedom of choice? Exactly. And, That's and why it becomes so like meta because as we're talking about free will, like why are we talking about free will anyway? Yeah, know? in order to obsess over the freedom of choice, you must have the freedom of choice, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because the only reason we're talking about it now is because of Bandersnatch. Yeah. Or maybe we'd be talking about it a few episodes down the line, but the reason we are talking about it now, because we had another idea for episode one, you were reading um, a book. Oh, yeah, reading um, a book called The um, the, the Science of Self-Realisation, yeah. um, uh, sort of written about this guy, yeah. and I can't even attempt to pronounce his name Which um, one is it? With, without uh, no, sort of one name. I'm going to try but I'm not going to try yeah like I feel like I would offend people <laughs> by attempting to pronounce it but it's it's basically about Krishna cons- consciousness and stuff And yeah so know. that was episode one was going to be you sort of discussing this book with me and like what you think and yeah. I'll sort of question you on it sort of thing like um, but now it's not anymore it's now about free will and bandersnatch because because we don't have the choice. Yeah. Because exactly. it's made for us. Because obviously we're uh, corporate shills to Netflix. Yeah. But then people are like, well, why did you do a podcast anyway? Well, because we tried to do one last year and it didn't go very well, so now we're revamping it that's a bit more freeform. Yeah. <laughs> and um, why did we do one last year? Because podcasts are getting big and the more you see them, the more you want to do them. Oh, and just and we enjoy we, it. <laughs> we, yeah, we're, we're very uh, interested and passionate about this the creating content. Yeah, it's a good it's a good platform as a podcast because we don't need much. Like now, we're just sat in your front room. You're breaking the illusion. It's not like they can hear the traffic well. and the sirens <laughs> going past every now and again. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's very true. It only requires it only requires one person really. But it's very, I'd prefer to do it with two people. Yeah. Um, any subject really so for all everyone listening if anyone is listening no you do not have any free choice whatsoever in your life by the way <laughs> get over it but <laughs> that'd be a good place to leave yeah, to, just, to finish right, it see ya. you don't have choice get over it tune in next week guys yeah. <laughs> um, do, do we have an idea of what we want to do next week um, I think we maybe just do your original idea because I don't want to like let that fade away yeah, there's plenty of opportunities for that. Uh, we can see, you know, it is free form, so we can yeah, bring anything to the table, I guess. Um, for now, we will say it is about, well, I'll let you say, I don't even say what it's about, but if you want to give it more of a direct thing of what next week is. By the way, also, back to what we were just joking about, although we probably don't have freedom of choice, don't live your life by the idea that you don't have any free choice. Succumb to the illusion, yeah. and you'll probably feel a little bit more happy. And what's going to happen is going to happen either way. I hope so. Um, I, I genuinely only hope happiness for every single person, even the ex. <laughs> I, I only hope for happiness because, you know, life's to be loved, right? And if it isn't to be loved, it, is it really living, you know? Beautiful stuff. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, I've been reading this book. 
I knew nothing about Krishna consciousness or the mantras or anything behind that. Like, obviously, I've I've read different uh, books uh, that that word it differently. So it's all wording, you know. Yeah. Um, Krishna can mean God, can mean infinity, can mean the universe, can mean consciousness, can mean uh, the divine spirit, can mean Jesus Christ. I could go on and on and on. There's so many words. Uh, but and and the the Krishna one is a very interesting one and it follows some of the kind of beliefs that I have but it also goes against some that I have so it, it make an interesting conversation um, and also about mantras um, and now I use mantras sometimes without realizing it um, sometimes if my mind is going on a tangent I don't want it to go on I can um, just just repeat a certain phrase to to bring it back. Uh, for example, I'll, I'll give you two really quickly. Um, if I'm feeling down in myself, um, I will, uh, in my mind, I will repeat, I am, I am, I am. Um, and that's just to remind myself that um, I'm, I'm not anything. Like, I just am infinite potential. I could be, I could be and am anything yeah. that, that I sort of want to be. And it's also the God essence and things like that. Uh, and then the other one is when uh, you know when you're like in um, Meadow Wall or, or a busy mall or a busy shopping area yeah. and everybody's just winding you up <laughs> and you just want to punch somebody in the face. More, you, more we've all been you, there. Yeah. yeah, we've all been there. I I remind myself over and over again like a mantra that all oh, God's creatures are beautiful and then all of a sudden you can't you can't think that and be angry. You just yeah. can't. So like it, it brings you down into into a more peaceful place. So Krishna's have a lot of mantras. So that's uh, like, what this book sort of goes on about. Yeah, I've got this random book in front of me called Chant and Be Happy, The Power of Mantra Meditation. And, mm -hmm. and you, you've all heard of the Om symbol that yeah. looks like a three with a, with a curl on the end. Yeah. The Om, that, that is, is in, its, uh, in itself, a, in essence, uh, yeah. a mantra. Uh, so yeah, uh, we, we talk about uh, mantras and, yeah. and Krishna's and, and what Hare Krishna means. Um, I suppose you're going to teach me some stuff here because I'm not, although I do sort of like um, live by, my life by some of like the sort of stuff that you spoke about, um, about like, you know, being spiritual and like t talking to yourself in such a way where you can like, you know, be happy and stuff. Um, I've not very well read up on all this sort of like history and stuff, which I, I assume is what this book kind of yeah you know, so talks about and stuff so for anybody that knows this is the guy who and i don't really want to say guy because he's like a spiritual master but he he brought some guy the Hare krishna movement from india to new york and then to san francisco okay. and and then it became kind of i mean I, I don't feel like it's as well known as it was but like yeah it, 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 if you say Hare krishna to somebody they, they, they're familiar at least with that term you know, and that was yeah. like unheard of. It's because of this guy. Uh, so you may know his name, and if you do, great. Because I, I'm looking at it right in front of me, and I do not want to be disrespectful at all. But I can't read it, and that's that's well, me. Then, that's on me. We'll, you know. We'll find a YouTube clip, and every time you want to say it, we'll just play that. Genius. <laughs> He's got it. Absolutely genius. Yeah, we need a sound engineer uh, yeah, with we, a soundboard. Um, yeah, so that's next week. Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it might it might change, but for now, yeah, that's what we're looking at. Unless something crops up. Imagine we change it and it causes an uproar. <laughs> I really wanted to hear about Hare Krishna. Um, cool. Thanks for listening, yeah. guys. Just uh, as well, just before we do finish, we do want this podcast to be on, you know, Spotify and uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, iTunes, yeah, Google Play, all that sort of stuff, and obviously YouTube as well. 
um, there is a current limit on what we can upload just because we're kind of at the stage we're at in you know the production sort of thing um, but we, we will try and get it up everywhere so if you do want to listen to it keep checking because it might not be up straight away but eventually we will be able to upload and then people can subscribe if they're interested yeah, th yeah, this is grassroots content creation right yeah. here. Like we're we're doing what the we conception. can. Yeah, I mean we're just we're just two guys that study film and, and want to create as much content and as much interesting material and try and push the boundaries of what content <laughs> means. Um, and we hope to do that throughout our careers as we build them, and we are building our own careers. So there's no yeah. there's no backup. There's no there's no corporate entity. There's there's no one financing us. Everything is off our own backs. Everything we do, we do for free until um, that first sponsorship deal. <laughs> yeah. So if you do uh, want to sponsor <laughs> this podcast, uh, that that will be. Nah, I'm I'm only messing. Um, so yeah. The production quality will increase as we go yeah. on, um, and and we will get onto different things. We will get an RSS feed. We will get a website. We'll do that. But we'll get a sound engineer for sure. Yeah, because uh, we know plenty. We just need to get someone who wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and you know, he's he's willing to do it for no budget. You yeah. know, um, until we do have a budget. So, you know, th this will grow. It will evolve. It it will. It will develop. And I'm really excited because in a couple of weeks I know we're going to get those really cool sort of like arms that you can put the mics on, the spring-loaded um, articulating arms so I don't have to lean forward anymore because my back is yeah. really hurting because we have as mics just on a little table stand sort of thing right now. But yeah, that's what I'm excited for at the minute. Yeah, and a multi-cam setup because we'd love yeah. to, to actually film this. You know, we, we are filmmakers, I think. You comfortable in front of camera? Um, yeah, relatively. Yeah, I've I've been in front of a camera quite a few times yeah. now. Um, so yeah, should we sign off? Yeah, that's it. So thanks, thanks yeah. for listening. If you've listened, then I hope you've enjoyed it.